What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning into the therapy. My name is Brandon. I hope your day is going pretty smooth. Mine's going pretty good. So let's get into this episode. What's up, everybody? I'm going to try to get straight into it. Um, so today's topic is letting go of lust. And I think this is a super, super important topic because a lot of times lust is something that everyone goes through. You know, it's something that we everyone struggles with, no matter the race, no matter the religion, you know, no matter the whatever philosophy or ideology you have. This is something that many people deal with, but no one talks about. And I think this is crazy because we tend to beat ourselves up for this, whether it's wrath or lust or greed or sloth or envy or pride. A lot of these things, they are generational curses, you know. And it's not that our parents couldn't overcome these things. A lot of our parents, they didn't know that they was dealing with these things. With the different generations that come around, it was different beliefs and different ways that, for instance, um, what a man was in the 60s and the 70s is different from what a man is right now. So a lustful man in the 60s and the 70s, that might have been normal. That might have been something that was just accepted while in society. But today, it, it might be kind of different. So I think it may not be that our parents didn't care about, you know, overcoming these things. But a lot of times, they may not have knew. They may not have knew that they was going through these type of situations and these type of things were attached to them. And I think another thing that's important about lust is it tends to make you think that you are alone while dealing with it. It's millions of people who are dealing with the same exact problem. And like I say, whether it's sloth or envy or pride or greed or any of these things, like I don't care who you are or where you are in this world. One of these things are bound to try to attach to you. They are bound to try to shape you in some type of way. And a lot of times it's something that we have to fight silently. So I think it's super important that we open up and start talking about these things, not only for our clarity and you know our, our knowledge and our understanding, but for everyone else who is going through the same thing. And I think the crazy thing about lust is it can manifest in different ways. So people can lust for, you know, materialistic items. They can lust for sexual energy. They can lust for love. They can lust for attention. There's many things that somebody can lust for. And I think the only one that we really pay attention to is the sexual lust when there are so many other different types, you know, that manifest into things around us. So I think it's all in being mindful. It's all in having an understanding about these things. You know, it's all in taking your time to research and really figuring out why these things affect you and finding ways to really stop them from affecting us, you know? I feel like it's super important because a lot of times we don't talk about these things and we try to fight them silently and by ourselves, but it's power in numbers. It's power in having someone around you who is dealing with the same thing, who is trying to trying to battle the same thing, someone who is trying to overcome the same thing, somebody who is trying to learn just like you're trying to learn, you know? And ultimately come out smarter and stronger. But I think personally, this is something that I've dealt with. Um, you know, it's something that I've struggled with. It's something that a lot of men struggle with, but I feel like it's something that we don't really understand, you know? I feel like when it comes to this lust stuff, like, I had to understand that this is not something I just I suffer from. Like, it's so many other millions of people who suffer, you know, from these same things. And you think about it, you think about society and how sex is portrayed in society. A lot of times it's kind of promoted, you know, it's pushed to us. A lot of kids, you know, children, they come into pornography super young. Like, for me, I came into porn, I probably was a good 
you know, seven, eight years old, I was super young. Like, I didn't understand it. But a lot of times, these type of things, especially with the internet being so easy to access, these type of things are easy to come into, you know. And a lot of times when it comes to a kid, most kids are curious. So they don't really think about the harmful effects or what can really happen to them when they come into these type of things. And I think that's just because lust is so normalized in our society. It doesn't mean that we should do whatever we want, you know. It doesn't mean that just because it's normal, you know, that it's good. Slavery was seen as normal at one time, but that doesn't mean that it was good. And don't get me wrong, while sex is very, very, very essential to our community, it's essential to procreation, you know, it's essential to keeping our community thriving and going. I think that it's very important to understand that. It's, it's a few ways to go about it. You know, either you could use it for the ways that it's intended to be used, or you can use it for ways that just satisfy you, you know, ways that may not be the best for you. I think as far as, like, our families, like I say, like, we, we, we definitely need it. Like, sex is a beautiful thing. Don't get me wrong. Like, sex is, is beautiful. But we have to use it in the right way. We have to be more responsible when it, when it comes to these type of things. Like, I think... When it comes to our society and our um, community, it's just something that's just used, you know, as not only like an escape, you know, but it's used as like a mask and it's used, it's almost like a drug in a way, you know, like it's something that people just use for maybe not all of the right reasons. Like some people use it for the right reasons, but for the majority of people, it's just something to do. You know, people, most people don't even understand when it comes to like soul ties and when it comes to like the spiritual meanings of sex and all this other type of stuff. So I think it's just important that we have some type of understanding when it comes to this. It was important for me to understand that it takes a strong person to say no, you know, especially in this society, you know, with all the pressure around us and, you know, all of the stigmas and that type of stuff, all of all of the expectations we have among us, especially as young men, I think it's super important, you know, to understand that, you know, lust has destroyed many greats. And a lot of times they could be people that's close to us. They could be our fathers. They could be our uncles. You know, they could even be our grandmoms or moms. A lot of times lust, it doesn't really have a, a preference on who it attacks. It doesn't have a preference on who life it tried to mess up. You know, it's, it's all something that it just comes with the person. Like I said, it may not even be something that you came up with by yourself. It may not be you that is, you may not be the only individual dealing with this. Like I say, the people who are, before us, they could have passed this down to us unknowingly. Like, I feel like this is such a generational curse. But like I say, it's something that we don't really talk about. But also, it's something I had to understand was that it's natural to want somebody sexually. Like, it's naturally when you're talking to somebody, you know, and y'all getting together, y'all getting to know each other, and y'all spending a lot of time to each other. It's naturally to become attracted to them. It's natural to become sexually attracted to them. It's naturally to become physically attracted to them. But I think it's important to understand the way that we go about these attractions really determines who we are as a person because, you know, you don't have to always fall into your sexual temptation. You don't have to always fall into whatever situation is calling for you. Just because it's calling your name doesn't mean that it's always calling you for a good reason. So I think it was important for me to understand that, you know, for me, like I have sisters, so it's like for me to be out here, you know, doing whatever, you know, I feel like first, for me, I had to understand, not only do sisters look up to their dads, but a lot of times they look up to their brother as well. And if my sisters can look at me and they see a man who is, don't really have no control over himself and not really understand who he is, I think it makes it a lot easier for them to go pick men who are just the same as I am. So I think this is something I really had to understand when it came to, you know, me and how I was moving because it was like, not only do my actions, you know, directly affect me, but they affect the people that are around me, being my family. So I think 
another thing that I had to come into terms with fight up battle and lust was think of it as a daily challenge, not a fight. A lot of times when you think about a fight, it always has to be a winner. When you think about something as a daily challenge, something that you have to just, you know, it's something that just comes with life. You know, it's something that we can't really change. It's something that we can't really do anything about. But at the same time, you have to understand that this is something that if we don't have any control over, it can destroy us in a way, you know. And then I think it's important when it comes to thinking about it as a, a daily challenge. You have to separate yourself from the triggers, you know. You have to work through it. I mean, when I say work through it, I mean really work through it. Like, really try to understand what is triggering you and why it triggers you. And try to find a way to desensitize yourself from that type of stuff. You know, I think it's super important to fight these things. It's, you, it's easy to go and to just take it and just put it on the sideline. But, I mean, what really happens to you? It's there. And once you go back to it, once you need it, it's still there. So, it's like you have to really go deeper into um, battling these things to really to really overcome them, you know, not only for us, but for our children. I think being lustful in a way, like someone telling me, one of my guys, Dennis was telling me, being lustful, like men think it makes them dominant, but a lot of times it makes them submissive, you know? It, it, it's like you submissive to your lustful pleasures, you submissive, uh, submissive to your lustful desires, like you can't say no. And I think that was really important to me too, because what is a man if he can't say no? What is a man if he doesn't have control over his body? know, over the things that are tempting him in ways. Um, next, I had to tell myself that like, you allowed to make mistakes. You allowed to mess up. You know, you're not perfect. Like, that's something that I really had to understand. Like, I'm, while I do try to, I try to be perfect. Like, I'm not a perfect person. I can't even sit up here and lie and sit here I am because I'm not a perfect person. Like, even I still mess up. Even I still stumble sometimes. But I think what's really important for me is really getting up and keep fighting. Like, the worst thing you can do in a fight is just later after you fall, just lay on the ground. Because not only are you exposed, but it makes it a lot easier for other things to come and attack you as well. So I feel once I fall, I just got to get up and keep fighting, you know. And I think I, I was like, man, a few months ago, a few, even like a year ago, I was just like, man, like one of the biggest things I have is the most hot. Like I feel like if the most hot, like just him coming and showing me all of these things and really opening my eyes to all this stuff. I thought lust, like, in a way, I was thinking, like, man, this is really going to be the thing that takes me away from the most high. Like, this is going to be the thing that really destroys me, man. But I had to realize that the most high was really strengthening me and all of that, like, through all the times that I fell and all of the times that, you know, I didn't make the best decisions. The most high was right there, and it wasn't really breaking me. It was kind of strengthening me. So I think it was, it was something that... It, it really, like, think about it now, like, going through this. And like I said, I'm I'm not perfect. You know, I'm not, I don't have every box checked. Like, I don't have everything straight. But at the same time, I realize that I am growing, I'm improving, and I'm becoming a better person every day. Like, you can only get put, kicked down so many times before you finally find a way to stand up. You know, you can, you can only fall so many times when you're trying to walk before you finally figure out how to just keep your balance, how to hold your balance. So I think... When I changed the way that I thought about these things, it made it a lot easier for me to fight them and I don't know if I would say overcome, but to really have some type of control over it, you know? And I think about it like, as far as a challenge, I say challenge yourself to think about lust differently. Like, challenge yourself to think about it not as, you know, something that either you win or it wins, but something that you just have to go through on a daily basis, something that you want to have control over for once you have descendants and once you have 
you know, your children and they trying to fight battle the same thing. Maybe you could teach them something about it. Or maybe you could teach your, your brother or your sister or your parents or something about it. Like, I think about lust. It's something that, like I say, we think about it as terrible. We think about it as, you know, it's something that we just can't get over. And to understand, yes, it is. But at the same time, you have to realize what control we have. You know, we have to realize the voice that we have. We have to realize the understanding that we have. And at the end of the day, we have power over all these things, you know? Think about it like this. Your sexual and your creative energy are one and the same. So you can use the same energy to either go into, like, some type of sexual gratification, or you can use this energy to go into creating something, whether it's um, a house, whether it's an empire, whether it's a marriage, you know? We can use this energy in so much different ways, and I think a lot of times when it comes to the energy, like, we just give it to this one thing, and so we starve the other one. Like, if we just give all our energy to the sexual desires and all of our creative energy is at, at a minimum. You know, so I think about it like our energy is very, very important, and we have to be mindful of not only who we give our energy to, but what we give our energy to and how much we give our energy to this this substance because once you give energy into something so much, it starts to control you and it starts to run your life. So let me know what you thought about this episode. Um, let me know what you think about lust. How you doing? Are you battling lust? You know, is this something that you are you have defeated or something that you are currently enduring through? Um, yeah, let me know. Reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram. I'd be from Israel, B-F-R-M-I-S-R-A-E-L. Don't forget to go subscribe to my YouTube channel. The person who you are now and the person who you want to be, they are not that far from each other. So just keep that in mind. I appreciate you for tuning into this podcast, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace. Amen la ciencia. Perfect. Perfect.